0: Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Join me in celebrating Women's History Month. On March 27th, I'm hosting a special virtual event for her by her presented by Fiverr. We'll be spotlighting and interviewing some of the most successful female business owners and their experiences with Fiverr. In the U.S., women are driving growth, and each year that percentage increases. Women-led startups have more than doubled since 2020, and from 2019 to 2023, women-owned businesses' growth rate outpaced the rate of men's in new businesses' employment and revenue. In this panel discussion, you'll hear from top female business owners who have not only started their own companies, but cater to women through their products and services. Don't miss out. Head to bossproject.com RSVP and save your seat for this empowering event created by women for women. It's free to attend. I can't wait to see you there. That's bossproject.com RSVP. This message is sponsored and brought to you by Fiverr. Today on the show, we have Sean Ryan. He started his SEO career just four years ago after bootstrapping it and learning everything he could because he wanted to make a better life for himself. He's gone on to work with some large companies like Aetna, Cigna, and Blue Cross Blue Shield. And he's helped his clients make millions of dollars improving their search engine optimization. And today we're diving into how you can DIY this and how you can learn how to hire the right kind of person if this is something you don't want to do yourself.
1: Yeah, Dre kind of breaks down SEO and not overwhelming and overcomplicated way. I think it's one of the things that all of us just maybe try to ignore and just hope that our website performs its best without us paying attention to it at all. But Dre provides some really good actionable steps that make outlining your content, deciding what your content should be, creating that content a heck of a lot easier. He mentioned some really cool tools, both free and some paid, and his amazing resources at the end that you can use to learn more about SEO. But one of my favorite things that he talks about, and it's towards the end, but he's created a program that not only you could take... But you could also pass it on to your VA, so you don't necessarily have to still learn or do the SEO yourself in your own business, but you can know that you have someone on your team who's performing really smart, current, effective SEO strategies so that you can get your website ranked and beating out your competition. So hope you guys enjoy this one.
0: Hey, Sean, Welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: We're excited to dive in and talk today about SEO. This is something that's kind of been swirling in the back of my mind as something I want to emphasize more going into the next coming new year. And I think this is just such a perfect time to take a look and focus on what kind of content you want to create this year. And if this is something you're interested in, Dre is full of information. If you guys saw it a couple months back, we did a collaboration with him and he took over our Instagram. This was during a kind of past the mic-esque scenario that we did through Rising Tide Society. And I really enjoyed how much like actionable knowledge you shared. And so I know that our audience is excited about like getting past the fluff and actually getting into the logistics of how to make this stuff happen.
2: I'm super excited to share the info with them. We had really good feedback last time.
0: (laughs) Good. Well, I love a little kind of background. Like how did you get into the SEO space initially and what kind of made you interested in that?
2: Yeah. So it's funny because like, you know, every single, like whenever you're Getting started in the digital marketing world, you never really wake up and, like, I never thought about it when I was younger. I never said, Oh, I want to do SEO. Right. And so it's something that stumbled across me when I was like working a security guard. I was working, I was working as a security guard and I was working 16 hours a day and I was going through a lot and I I was going through a lot. And I was just like, You know, I need to figure out a way to just like make some type of money or some type of additional income. And at the time, I couldn't really focus on school. So, I just started googling stuff. Like I just started looking up, how can I make money online? Like how can I, you know, what can I do? And then I came across like some video online, and it was just talking about SEO. Fortunately, <laughs> so and so I took. I, I started watching the videos. I started, you know, hawking it down and and just looking at all the information online. And then I built like a blog where I started like just testing everything that I was learning, and so after I started testing everything I was learning, I started to make money off of it but for myself. And after I started making money off of it, I was like, you know what? I can probably do this for other people because people need this, right? And so I didn't know that SEO was this super big industry where people were making so much. Money. I didn't know about that, right? Because I was brand new into it, but eventually I just started networking with people. I started meeting other people who were doing this on a bigger scale. And then I said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to try to do it for other people. And I remember like my first client that I had, I, was, you know, I worked for free. Like I just worked for free. I was like, okay, let me try to help this guy out. And then once I helped him out, I was able to start attracting more people. And that's when I started charging. So that's how I got into it. I really got into it just working a nine to five as a security guard. Yeah. Well,
0: and you know, I think the best like experience is really like learning something new, diving in, trying it yourself, understanding how it works, learning from that behavior and then turning around and either teaching it or doing it for someone else. And you follow that exact formula and it just makes me so excited that, that that's how you learn because I mean, getting in the dirt is really the only way with so much of this online stuff.
2: And and the thing about SEO too is like there's so many blogs online, and one blog says one thing, and the other one says one other thing, and you don't know who to follow. Like you don't know whose tips are right. You know, everybody says you might even come across where you see like similar things, but just in different ways. And so that that's what happened to me. And I was just like, you know what? I got to just do it. Like, I can't keep reading. I have to just implement it, you know? And then I guess, like, now we're here.
1: (laughs) Now we're here. I just think it's funny that you took something that, at least to me, and I feel like 99% of our listeners, is something that we wouldn't ever want to learn at all. Like, it's so overwhelming, so over my head. And it's. (laughs) You just took the thing that just like every one of our listeners hates and doesn't know like an inch about. And you're like, I'm going to master this actually and do this. I think that's, it's helpful for all of us.
2: (laughs) It's funny. There's some backstory to that. So SEO was indeed extremely complicated uh, to learn. It was extremely hard. But one of the things that I've always tried to do whenever I'm doing anything, like I've just... Always been this type of person who I want to be the best at every single thing that I do, right? But it's driven. It's not driven by ego. It's driven by my why, and my why is the people who invested in me, like my parents, the people who, like when I didn't have anything, they provided for me. And so every single time where I find myself in a situation dealing with something that's just hard and 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 complicated and frustrating, I always think about okay, why am I doing this? And so whenever you're trying to get into something that's new or trying to learn something new that's challenging you have to kind of go back to your why and i found that when you can make your why your driving force and when you face adversity the adversity i'm not saying that it's you know it's not going to feel like nothing like yeah it's going to be challenging it's going to be hard but your why is so powerful that it doesn't matter what is in front of you you're ready to tackle it you know that's one thing to keep in mind like just always have a why you know
0: yeah. No, I th- I think it can be a driving force and especially you know even if this isn't something you want to like turn into a business my goal today is for you guys to walk away with something actionable that you feel comfortable implementing because I know for us when we started our business creating valuable content was like the cornerstone of how we grew traffic to our blog and our website and ultimately grew lists list that we were able to market and sell to. And without that content, I'm not saying we couldn't have done it another way. Absolutely. There are tons of ways to grow online, but we used that method As an alternative to maybe trying to attempt to blow up on the latest social media platform, we were creating content that was going to stick around, that was searchable, that was easy to find, that was pinnable, all of those things. And so if content or improving your existing content is something you're wanting to dive into, I think this is a really great thing to focus on. But I know people just don't know where to start. And so that's what I want to kind of dive into first. Can you give us a good action plan for if this is a brand new space for you what what do you look at first is it what kind of content you create is it what kind of keywords you want like where do you spend your time and energy
2: so the first thing you want to do is you want to identify what those terms are that people are searching for right like by doing keyword research so there is a free tool called uber suggest and you can go there right now and you can discover what people are looking for you just type in you know let's say you own a, a bakery and you go to com and you type in, uh, you know, cakes, you know, yeah, cake, like buy a cake near me, right? You can see how many people are searching for that. And so tools like Uber Suggest is very important to first understand if people are even looking for what, you're trying to create content about. But in addition to that, one of the things that I thoroughly and I strongly believe in is also doing surveys. So just because a tool tells you that there's no search volume, that doesn't mean that people aren't looking for it. So one of the tips that I like to give people is go find people that you think might be searching for what you're selling and literally just tell them like, hey, can you can you just fill out this how would you type in this service if you was looking for this? And give them some type of survey. Let them you know, write it out. And give that to 10 people and then identify the commonalities between how they're searching for that thing and then look for that, right? And so it's very important. Once you've done that, you want to use that that keyword or that that content that the stuff that you discovered in the research process to then start creating content about. And if you create content that people will love, right? then you'll be able to get displayed on Google. But there are some specific things that you have to keep in mind. Like one thing that I see a lot of people make a mistake of is they'll just like write a word, like an article, it will be like 500 words and then they'll just post it on Google, right? But I believe, I I don't, I was reading this a while back, but like the average uh, ranking page has like 1900 words or something like that, right? So yeah, what's really important is looking at how much words of content does your competitors have for that specific term that you want to try to rank for? And then kind of reverse engineer their strategy, right? So there's a lot of competitor research that goes into good SEO. And I think one of the biggest problems that I see often, that, or one of the biggest mistakes that I see often, is that when people are creating content, they're just creating something that they love, but not necessarily what Google is looking for. So you always want to you always want to work with the algorithm and not against the algorithm. And also, you don't want to do guess EO, right? Like, when I say guess EO, when, <laughs> when I say guess I mean, you don't want to look at, like, you don't want to just, like, take a keyword and start guessing about what you want to create. Like, look at what everybody else is creating because that's a guideline for you to get success.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so often people get intimidated by, okay, well, I'm interested in ranking for this but I don't want to look at what other people are doing because I don't want to copy and da, 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 da. and I know early on for me, you know, sometimes it would be just literally glancing at what are their headlines? What are their subheads? How long is their article? Are they including a bunch of pictures or is it mostly words? and it obviously totally depends on genre and like what you're trying to create but the same kind of rules apply for Pinterest that they do on Google and so you can once you find those like popular terms just turn around and search them yourself what are the kind of things that pop up first and then what what do you like about them or how how do you think you can improve upon them i i think there's i think we often don't give ourselves enough credit for like It just sounds overwhelming. And so we make it out to be this like crazy thing when really it's like create great content that fits something that people are looking
1: for. (laughs) And what, what I found super interesting, so I had help doing this when I started creating content for the educational side of my handmade business, which is something that like I was in and I was making and I was learning. So I was definitely looking up a bunch of stuff for my benefit but I didn't know like content wise what was out there. And so I was in like stage one of like, I feel like there's a million different things that I could write a blog post on or do a tutorial on or share something about. So you're so overwhelmed, we're not doing anything. And I sat in that space for a long time. So I had a a good friend of ours who's worked for us a couple of times, Alyssa came in and she helped me find some of those keywords and some. she did some Pinterest work to tell me like, here's what people are already searching for. And what was really funny is what I thought would be a million ideas was honestly just like five different topics worded in five or 10 different ways. (laughs) Like it was really the same thing. But people are searching for it in such vastly different ways that you can cover that content, like write one big, amazing post, and that post can then break up into like five or 10 different posts. Is that something that you're seeing like industry wide?
2: Yes, yes, so normally to perform best cuz what happens is when you have that one main content and you have all of these supporting articles around it, what happens is Google starts to categorize your your website as that that thing like that that uh that specific subject or topic. So the more content you have around a given subject and supporting articles for that main pillar article, you will be seen as more authoritative in your niche or in whatever industry you're in so it's very very important to you know create those long form articles like every, honestly in 2021 like every article should be long right but when i say long form article i'm saying like maybe you have like a 5000 word article right and then you have like a bunch of a thousand word articles to to support that that 5000 word article right yeah so when you're basically making sure that you're covering a a subject instead of just like you know just one thing you're just covering the whole subject google will will cater to your website that's what google wants to see right and so that's something that's constantly that's also something that i see like sometimes some people don't really understand the importance of and it's extremely important it's extremely important
0: yeah i think people get caught up on how much is like breaks that threshold of relevant. I think five years ago, more was more, but that's not necessarily as true today. But, you know, Google's always looking for new content, much like the way Pinterest has started favoring new pins. Like they want it to be fresh and not some article that's seven years old that's just been like laying around the internet. So what is the kind of rhythm you're seeing for people creating content that's, you know, less overwhelming than maybe an article every single day that it was kind of to stay relevant five years ago. What are you seeing in terms of volume?
2: Yeah. So one thing that I always advise my clients to do is don't focus on quantity necessarily. Focus on quality right? So if you have someone who can, like, if you're writing this article yourself, it takes a lot of time. Like I write content, it takes so much time. But, you know, if you have someone who can write for you, then maybe, you know, you you don't have to spend as much time. But either way, focus on just creating the best specific piece of content for a specific category in a topic. Because if you focus so much on just like, posting every week, like that's not necessarily going to... First off, that's not going to be helpful for your 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 visitors, right? Because at the end of the day, yeah, we want Google to rank our website. We want Google to see everything. But here's the thing. Users dictate the algorithm. So if somebody comes to your website and your content is not written in a really good, informative way, and they leave and then they go click on somebody else's website because their website does a better job, then guess what? Google is going to push your website down because Google is getting more sophisticated. Google is starting to understand that user behavior. And so it's very important to focus on just quality. So I always recommend that if you, I would rather you spend a month writing a very detailed article, long form article that answers the question that what, what your what user is looking for, than you putting out a new article every single week.
0: Yeah this I'm getting all the flashbacks of like I know.
1: of when, when we I like every
0: day. Oh uh, just creating content and making sure it's relevant and like all the things and just I don't know. Knowing it's
2: hard. I had a client who came to me from like a really, really big company, like massive. Like you guys you do, you guys probably know them. You guys definitely know them. And their complaint was like, you know, I was working at, with this agency. And they just told me to post content every single day. Like that's all they told me to do. And then we were looking and don't get me wrong, like for them, you know, they were growing pretty good, but there was so much other areas that was wrong with their website that was preventing them. Like one of the things that a lot that I've seen, you know, just being both like agency side then doing it for my own clients. And then just being in a whole bunch of different situations is that a lot of you know not to get too like technical but a lot of people focus so much on telling you put out a content every single day but i mean put out a, a article every single day but they don't tell you that if google can't see your article if google can't discover your article then it doesn't matter how much articles you put out google's not going to rank it right and so you have to make sure that not only your your content is good and it's high quality, but that your website is good and follows Google's best practices so that you can get visibility for that specific article.
1: Yeah, I think that that leads into kind of what I want to chat about next. Of I feel like the kind of secret sauce of unlocking content that because I really only care about content that converts. I want you to sign up for something. I want you to buy something. I want you to follow me. I don't want you to just read it and save it. Like I want you to like do something. Mm. (laughs) So I think the thing that people don't necessarily think about is that customer journey after reading the content and like having good call to actions, but also other things on your website that can help them like go through and navigate. So what are some of the tips that you provide your clients to make sure that those touch points are getting covered?
2: A hundred percent. So like... When we try to get people to our website, we want to write our content in a way that it, it converts, right? But we also want to have like a lead magnet. If you don't know what a lead magnet is, it's like, it could be a resource, maybe a free course or like some type of document that you give away in exchange for that person's email. Because often at times we see, like, like, let me ask you guys a question. Is there a website that you go to, right? That's not a news website, Right that you always go to just because you're just like, yeah, you know what? I want to check this website today. Is there any website like that for you?
0: I mean, not, well, I'm more social, but yes.
2: Yes. Okay. Well, I would say for me, there's no website that I wake up in the morning unless it's like, you know, a news website, like, like search engine land or something. I don't wake up and say, oh, you know what? I need to go to this person's website. I only go to that person's website if I have a problem and their article shows on google right so because of that if i'm discovering them on google when i go to their website i'm not necessarily like i just want to get a, a solution to my problem i don't necess- in that moment in that moment i don't necessarily care about that person i care if they can solve my problem right so when i leave that website i might not ever go back there again So you want to make sure that you have something on that site, on your blog, something that's captivating, something that somebody wants that would make them want to give you their email address. Like for example, for me, I have a mini course, right? Like I have a mini course or I've used like a 10 questions you should ask your next SEO consultant or whatever, right? Because I want people to know, I want to be very transparent with people what you need to know in order to hire someone who's good right so it's very important to to have some type of lead magnet
1: yeah. I think the only website I check often is it's young house loves website. It's a DIY blogger and they used to blog every single day. So I think it's ingrained in me to check their website. Check. <laughs> I don't do it every day anymore, but it is often they don't blog every day anymore though. So it's slowly like not my thing to check, but the only way I'm reminded to check is when I do follow them on social and they'll like say stuff about like new content that's on their blog. But yeah, it's not a news thing. That's like, I'm going to scroll and open Instagram. And, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. i used to do stuff like that more like back when like following bloggers was more the thing but you're right in terms yeah. of like daily behavior no it's well, i search for their, own- like,
1: blog reader where they would what was it called where they would like send you an email with like people who updated yeah their you blog could subscribe with yeah whatever
2: yeah, yeah i think I'm not sure if you guys mean like the RSS. Yeah. People, like yeah, that,
1: but yeah. people had their own – Anyways, it doesn't – That doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's not, it, we are ancient is what she <laughs> is saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: And that's not relevant anymore. No, when you have a problem, you search for it. it mm-hmm. And you have problems every day and you don't even think about it anymore. It's just like your behavior. When you're you know, looking for – you know, for Christmas time, you might have been like, Oh, I wanna make a new cookie recipe. You're not necessarily spending hours combing through your grandma's cookbooks to find nope. something. You're gonna <laughs> spend <laughs> about 30 <laughs> seconds looking on Google and be like, Oh, that one looks pretty good. I think I'll try yep. that one. <laughs> which is a thing, never visit that site again, which is no, crazy to hey. me. <laughs> I know. And like wow. it may be the best cookies you've yeah. ever made. But- so, yeah. Looking it up again, not happening. Not happening.
2: So so fun fact is I recently was building a computer and I was just like, I'm the type of person, I've always been like this my whole life. I'm just the the guy that just goes, right? Like I'm not gonna sit there and read the manual. Like I wanna I wanna figure it out by myself. I've always been like that. And so I'm just sitting there and I'm just like putting it together. I'm like, okay, yeah, this goes right here, this goes right here. And then I'm like, man, you know what? Like, let me just let me just google this real quick. So I started googling certain things that I didn't know the answer to and I found a really good person, like a really good guy, and he explained like everything that I needed to know and I don't even remember his name right now. Yep. So, you know, yep. it's, it's it's one of those things, right? So that's why it's very important to have that lead magnet or have something of that you're offering in exchange mm-hmm. for their email address.
0: Well, cuz I think more and more people are paying less and less attention to people. I don't know. Like the, source, the like amount of people I yeah. follow on like a day-to-day basis and like actually pay attention to what they're doing. That number has shrunk up significantly yeah. over time. I used to maybe keep up with like 40 different people. And now I'm lucky if I see four people's content consistently. <laughs> and so you're right. You have to make an impression. And, When you do, you have to also keep in mind, I think this is just learned experience, but also just as a spoiler alert, you may be relevant to someone's life now, maybe for six six months, maybe for a year, but that doesn't mean you're going to be relevant to them forever. And that's okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that is okay. That is okay. Because there's new people coming in your space every day as well. So there's, you know, you have an audience of, even if, there's people leaving, you still have an audience of people that you haven't connected with, right? So that's very important.
1: Well, and I just one last example of this, because I feel like some of our listeners feel like, if, okay, I've got to make this freebie and I'm asking for an email and they feel bad about that. Like a lot of our people feel bad about that, where they're like, I just want to give it away for free and you don't need to provide me anything. And I really want I want to help you guys reframe that way of thinking as honestly, like you are doing a huge service to that person. If they want to put their email in there, that's still their choice. You're not physically making them do that. You're doing a huge service. There was a supplier that I just, I went down on a huge rabbit hole for my side business, finding new suppliers for new things last month. And I found a whole bunch of people. So I can't remember literally any of their names. And unless I ordered from them, I'm probably never going to go back to their site again unless I happen to find them. Well, there's a particular place where I couldn't remember, did I order from them or did I just like put stuff in my car and not? So I had to literally search my both emails because I couldn't remember like recent shipping confirmations, try to scroll through to find their business name, to go back to their website. And I bought from them and I still didn't remember who they were. And so I just want you guys to be like, we're just taking in so much information and getting off and on websites so quickly that. For you to provide the service of being like, "Hey, remember, you actually liked my website and I'm over here that's actually really super helpful
2: and, and i I just want to say one more thing on that as yeah. well <laughs> you're you're giving your content to them too like you're you're they're at your website because they found the content that you spent so hard working on, so don't feel bad, you know don't feel bad and plus you're like at the end of the day it's like think of it as a a mutual You know, benefit like you, but you're helping them and they're helping you like you guys are connecting with each other.
0: Today's podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, the only all-in-one website platform we use and recommend to our clients. Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell your products and services all in one place. Visit squarespace.com slash bossproject to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace has professional website templates with designs for nearly every category and use case. Start with a flexible template, then customize it to fit your unique needs. With Squarespace extensions, you can connect your website to vetted, third-party tools to fully customize your website exactly the way you want it. Whether you sell services, products, or digital items, Squarespace has the tools you need for your online store. You can now host your videos on Squarespace and show them on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your videos with member areas. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com boss project. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great
1: If we can, because I know it's a podcast and we're not doing like screen shares, you're not walking us through stuff, so I don't want to get too too technical to get it super overwhelming. And if you have resources to point us to, I definitely want you to shout those out. The majority of our listeners are on Squarespace. Some of them are on WordPress, but a lot of people are on Squarespace. We have or some show people, it or show it. You're right. We have some physical product people on Shopify, but like not a ton. And I think. At least when, so we're on Squarespace, a bunch of our, like all of our websites are on Squarespace, except for my e-commerce brand, love Squarespace. I think what I would want to know, what I want to know is I feel like when you're signing up for Squarespace and they're like, we're SEO friendly, like it makes it super easy to be searchable and Google friendly. So you think that like, okay, I can just make my website and I make content and then I don't need to do anything else because Squarespace is going to do it for me. What are your action steps that you feel like people should invest their time in to take it a step further to actually work for them?
2: Yeah, I think that, you know, if you're signing up on Squarespace and you don't know the limitations of the CMS content management system and you're just trying to figure out how it works always call them like just they have a customer support where you know if you need clarity around something they will help you but also look WordPress is I would say probably in terms of SEO it's it's in my opinion the best platform for SEO right but I still have tons of people I have tons of people who use Squarespace and they get great results so the, the only limitation really you know it's it's one of those things where it depends on what you know, what you're doing, what you're trying to accomplish, and et cetera. And at the end of the day, like again, if you ever have any types of questions, you have that support there available to you. But it really goes back to the fundamentals, posting good content, making sure that it's good enough to be searchable, you know, adding those keywords in the content and following the best practices, right? I don't particularly think I think you know, you'll see a lot of people say like, "Oh, Squarespace sucks," and 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 you know, some people some people say Squarespace is bad, and 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 WordPress is better, and blah 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 blah. It's like, do what you're comfortable with, yes. right? Do what you're do what comfortable you're with because use. exactly because you can get results with both. You know what I mean? So it's not. I guess my best advice is create good content, and if you have a, a issue with the specific limitations of the platform. Call Squarespace because at the end of the day, they're gonna know how to best go about that, right? Like there's certain scenarios where I get a client, and they're on a specific like hosting hosting account with a specific provider that I don't know. Like I, you know, I don't I have to learn. Like I have to learn their provider, I have to learn this stuff on the fly, right? And so when I'm when I'm feeling like okay, you know this this doesn't sound right, I just called them. And they'll give me the clarity that I need. So I think it's one of those things where it's like, at the end of the day, know your resources, know what you have available to you. And once you know what you have available to you, it's easier for you to understand how to work with the platform.
0: Yeah. And I I think this goes back to there's also people creating content to help you understand the platforms. Uh like. (laughs) Like, you you could likely search, you know, insert your host or insert your website, SEO tools or SEO 101 or whatever, and find relevant content that are going to kind of take you to the next level. Emily is the kind of person that, unless like, her website's on fire. She is not picking up the phone. (laughs) And I am the person who's like, I want to talk to the CEO of whatever fucking software I'm using and like I need a tutorial. And so we're very different people when it comes to like learning tools (laughs) and softwares. And that's fine but understand that there's going to be resources and you being mindful of like how you learn. I'm the kind of person that learns from demonstration, learns from doing it themselves. Other people are auditory. Other people are visual. Some of you need to watch a YouTube tutorial on how to do something versus someone else needs to read the step-by-step and that's okay. But if you focus on the way you take an in information, like yeah. I think you, are just being mindful I've of the kind of things.
1: space for 8 years and I've never called them <laughs> ever. Wow.
2: Wow. Fine. Well, know, nothing's
1: broken. <laughs> nothing's broken. I've
0: never had to call them, which has been nice. I just figure it out. So, I guess my kind of follow-up question to that is okay, say we're developing this content, we're following the best practices and but like what what is a good kind of ratio to make something work? I, you know, I hear use the keyword and, you know, back in the day, back in the day, like when people were hand coding websites, they would do like keyword stuffing and hide yeah. shit and code and the whole thing.
1: Yeah, but, bad.
0: you know, welcome to 2021. I'm don't I need word, to do on that. The, word on the street. That's not how that works anymore. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what is a good ratio? Do you need to mention a keyword five times in an article or, or do I just answer the question once? Like what's a good way to get you noticed? Repeat your title over and
1: over and over and over and over. And over.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what I like to do is I like to literally, so that, that goes back to like competitive research, right? Because yeah. the problem is right now there's no SEO The the problem that I see a lot of the times with like some, people who do SEO is that they make it sound like there's this one cookie cutter strategy that you can follow to get this result. Right. I want and that so, though. no, <laughs> no, it does you, you gotta be, you uh, it. you gotta be adaptable. And so one of the things is what I always like to do is I like to go look at my competitor. How many times are they mentioning the the keyword? Right. And I one up them. So if I notice that somebody in my space is using the term, you know, how to do seo 7 times then i'm going to put it 8 times i'm going to put it as much as necessary right and also what i like to do is i like to there's there's certain times where you'll come across specific pages that are ranking for like i i had this one like fortune 50 banking client and they were trying it was like for their own branded term like somebody was ranking above them for their own branded term and the thing is is like the person who was ranking above them wasn't even ranking above them because they were mentioning their term in their page because they wasn't at all. But they were ranking above them because Google has gotten so smart that it doesn't only just look at like one keyword. It looks at all of the commonalities between the top performing pages, right? Yeah. So, So there's a really good tool, actually. There's a really good tool that you can use to just eliminate the, the stress and 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 the the manual process of having to do this yourself it's called Surfer SEO it's an amazing tool and what it does is it's it's not free they have a 7 day free trial but it's it's really cheap it's like it's it's cheap i don't remember the exact price but it's extremely cheap and affordable and what they do is they basically take SEO right and they they kind of like turn it into math right and what it, what what i mean by that is for example, if they notice that somebody who is ranking number one tends to have this specific keyword in their in their content this many times, then it will tell you the correlations between the people who are performing best and the actual word count, the the, the keywords, and everything that you need to use in the content. So, use Surfer SEO. It literally eliminates the headache, and it's super easy. Like they have this thing called the. Um, Content editor, and any term you want to rank about, you want to write about, you just put it on on Surfer SEO, and it will show you everything on the on the right side. Like the platform is so nice; it has like a like it shows you all the keywords on the right side, and it tells you what exactly you need to do in order to rank for that keyword. It's so nice. good.
1: Yeah, it looks like yeah. it's about fifty bucks a month, guys. I think that would be really cool when you guys are like right now, starting out your content plan for the year, sign up by a month and like do a shit ton of searching. And then if you got it, you got it.
2: It's a great, it's a great tool. Like it, it streamlines everything too. Cause like, let's say you're running, you know, you don't have time to do SEO for yourself, but let's say you want to, you want to still be involved in the process. Cause that's one thing I, I would say is like, unless you have an SEO that has been referred to you, then it's still good to kind of know a little bit about what's going on because there are people out there, unfortunately, that do like black hat SEO tactics, which is against Google's guidelines and etc. Right. And so it's one of those tools that you can literally just have you just literally look for the term that you want to rank for. You tell that person, just find me the term and then you put it in the tool. And it will show you everything that you need, and you just hand it to them. They do it, and you can literally see. Yeah, you can literally see what they did, and you can see it in real time. So you can actually see if they're actually working as well. If you want to track that, right? So it's a great way. Another thing is like, I have a. So you guys notice I have a course, right? That you can literally it's it's courses dot com slash dsr seo masterclass, and you can literally go there, and I have like over 60 videos, over 30 exercises that you can go get some, like, let's say you want to hire someone to do your SEO and you want to get somebody who's going to be affordable and you want to do it at an affordable rate. That is the one-stop shop to just get somebody to do great SEO for you. Right? Like you can just literally hand that off to them, tell them, Hey, follow this. Cause it's like a process. Like I have a whole template that you follow, et cetera, et cetera. And you can just implement it. Right. Or if you want to do it yourself, you can.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I love that there's that resource out there. Well, I I know people are excited. I'm excited. I am th- I have way too many ideas, uh, which is not talking <laughs> into January. Welcome I, yeah, to January. <laughs> the idea like explosion happens. And so before people get overwhelmed and like go down a rabbit hole, I would love if you could just break it down into three to five action steps. If this is something they want to focus on this year, what should they start on? What should they like focus on in the first 30 days of making this an emphasis for their business? And then we'll share a little bit about your links and jot, sure. jot, jot after that.
2: So I want to say the best, the the top five tips that I would recommend is like we said, the keyword research. You have to do keyword research because you need to understand what people are looking for. So you, like I said, you could go to ubersuggest.com and there's a free tool there and it's like you don't have to pay for it at all like they have a paid plan but you don't need to pay for it and you can use it to find all of the keywords that you need in order to get the visibility for your business the second thing i would say is understanding that you know not only does content help like you need to have content But you also want to, like, if you can get guest appearances places, right? If you could go on podcasts, if you can go on, you know, if you can, you can blog post like guest blog on somebody's website, right? And you can have them mention you in their, in their actual blog that helps with visibility and it helps to bring more traffic to your website. And the more traffic you get, if people are like literally typing in your brand on Google, right? And you're coming up, that helps you look more authoritative. So, guest appearances on different blogs, podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. The next thing is content, right? Like, content is very, very important, but not just. You know, like, like, as again, like I said, not just like, you know, posting like a 500 word article or posting like just anything like you want to have extremely well thought out content that, you know, is going to perform well because you, you put, you gave your heart and your soul into that piece of content. (laughs)
1: Bleed into that blog post.
2: Right. And, Mm -hmm. And then the next thing I would, I would recommend the fourth thing is understanding that SEO takes time. Right. Like you're not going to be able to just post an article and start seeing results immediately. It takes time. It's one of those things that it's very slow in the beginning and it takes a lot of time. But once you start to see the traffic coming in, you can start, you can, it's going to be a huge return on your investment. Right the last thing I want to sneak in that we didn't touch on, but it's very, very important, especially if you're a local business, if you're a local business, you need to write this one down, right? You need to make sure that you have a Google My Business profile because Google My Business, and you could just Google. It. If you don't know what Google My Business is, just literally go on Google right now and type in Google My Business. And it's basically a listing that comes up. So if you've ever looked for like, for example, I like to eat Chinese food. So I'll look up Chinese food near me.
1: Chinese food. Listing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Chinese food. And you'll see, like, you know, the three yeah. listings come up and you'll see reviews. You'll see, like, the number and the hours that they open, et cetera, et cetera. If you do not have a Google My Business listing, you need to create one because 46% of all searches are done with local intent, right? Wow. And the wow. Google My Business, yeah. That's the crazy.
0: Google- Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And and the Google My Business listing, a lot of people don't realize this, but that is what ends up getting you the most sales, right? Like when you're a local business. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely say focus on Google My Business. It is extremely powerful for you to get good results.
1: Yeah. I love that. Okay. So now tell everyone where they can hang out with you online, go buy all your amazing things, sign up for your stuff and continue to learn from you.
2: Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at I am Dre Sean. That's I A M D R E S E A N. And you could just go to YouTube and just type in Dre Sean Ryan, and I'll come up. D r e s e a n r y a n. You go to dreashonryan. Same spelling. <laughs> it's spelled <laughs> so
1: differently on and, all your platforms.
2: <laughs> same spelling. And then the last thing I really want to say is, that if you need somebody to do your SEO and you're you're you really need help with that, I strongly suggest you know checking out my course courses. com slash DSR dash SEO dash masterclass, and once you go to that website, you check out that course. This is a training that, again, it can help you. It can help if you hire someone and you want them to do your SEO. Like this can can definitely help with your process and make it such an a easy thing for you to to get done. You know, SEO can be complicated, but it doesn't have to be confusing. And so, my goal is always to make sure that it's. It's easy to understand and as easy to understand as possible.
1: Love that. Thank you so much for coming on. Guys, we'll have all those links in our show notes as well. So if you click over to the website profile, everything will be there for you. Thank you, Dre, so much for coming on and sharing all that today. I know it was super helpful when you were on Instagram. So hopefully this is another resource for everyone listening.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join The Co-op,
0: our creative template shop membership